Welcome to House Highlights, a weekly Facebook livecast and podcast focused on Maryland politics. I'm Eric Ludke, Majority Leader in the Maryland House of Delegates, and each week I interview one of my incredible colleagues to help you learn more about them and the work they're doing. You can tune in live each Tuesday at 6 p.m. on my Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash Eric for Maryland, which you probably know if you're watching this you know, live because it's on that page. Um, you can also watch recorded interviews on that same page, or you can listen to them on Spotify, iTunes, or whatever other Stone Age podcast platform you use. Um, this month is freshman February on House Highlights. The House of Delegates has seen an unprecedented turnover for the last couple cycles, and we have a huge, huge, in the words of Senator Parker, my state senator, a huge number of newer legislators who've hit the ground running and are doing incredible work. Um, we're going to be, we've talked with two of them already. We're going to be talking with two more to, to learn about sort of their experiences. Those of you watching live uh, video will, will notice that I am in my office in Annapolis instead of at home. Although I will tell you to what I'm sure is your disappointment at home that the Christmas tree came down. It no longer is in my office at home. So, so that's going to have to wait till next November. But to make up for it, our guest this week has baby Yoda in the background. So you can, you can keep an eye out on that. We are highlighting this week Delegate Dana Jones from District 30 in beautiful Anne Arundel County. She was born in Cumberland, went to school in Towson, lives in Annapolis. So she is Maryland through and through. And as of last May, she's a member of the Maryland House of Delegates where she serves on the Ways and Means Committee. Welcome, Dana. Well, thank you so very much. This is so exciting. Baby Yoda and these strong women of Disney films that my, my son set up for me. Uh, we're all excited to be here. Who are, so who are the, 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 the other actors in the background? Um, obviously, uh, Ruth, Ruth RBG. Uh, that's RBG. Ray from Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, Captain Marvel, also Captain Marvel, and Mulan, the best of all the princesses. Okay, multiple captain. Well, so let me ask you this. Have you seen the live action Mulan movie and did you like it? I, yes, we did immediately. And um, I thought it was beautiful. Mm -hmm. um, I did think that they did a great job. Uh, but, you know, I am an old school kind of person. So I still favor the, uh, the older, the older one. And plus Eddie Murphy makes everything better. So so I used to so I used to teach uh, a unit on Chinese history when I taught social studies and it was around Christmas time and, and, and holiday time. So, you know, as a teacher, there were classes where I showed movies and almost always Mulan got showed. I, I, I think I could probably recite that entire movie Absolutely. in my sleep. Yes, yes. And that uh, I like it a little bit. I like even more now that I know that. Excellent. Yeah. All right. So uh, we like to start off with just a, a, a kind of a softball. Um, so tell us about yourself. Where'd you grow up? What do you do outside of legislative work? And, and why'd you decide to put yourself forward to become a legislator? Okay. Um, well, uh, I am Maryland born and raised. I was born in Allegheny County, Cumberland, Maryland, a graduate of Fort Hill High School, Go Sentinels. And uh, my, you know, I out in Western Maryland, my, my father, still to this day, union president. Uh, my mother served 18 years, give or take, on the Democratic Central Committee. So um, I learned how to stuff envelopes at a very early age uh, in a, te a teacher's union hall. Um, so, uh, yeah, and I'm from um, uh, an Irish Catholic family, so I have lots of cousins strung all over the states, uh, the state of Maryland. Um, after high school, uh, I did go to Towson mm -hmm. and uh, lived there. Uh, 
after that, uh, you know, worked for about 23 years. And, uh, but I have been raising, uh, my husband and I live here in Anne Arundel County. We raise our son here. And um, I didn't know that we could do something outside of legis legislating. Hold on. All right, I took a note. So, um, <laughs> no, uh, we like to do, we actually, uh, I used to volunteer a lot. Now it's part of the job, but I used to volunteer a lot here uh, in Anne Arundel, uh, a lot with my son's school and his Cub Scouts. My husband's the den leader uh, in PAC 422 St. Mary's. Nice. Yeah, so uh, we have a below as well. Uh, we, ha we have a below, so we do a lot with that. Um, also, for those of you listening at home, Weebos stands for We'll Be Loyal Scouts, which that's is right. you only know if you've been inducted into the Cub Scout, you know, den leader, brotherhood, sisterhood that exists. <laughs> right. Or like, for instance, right now, if I were to pick up the camera and take it into another part of my house, you could see the sawdust everywhere for the Pinewood Derby car that we're building <laughs> as we speak. So there, there might, there's a little bit of a layer of sawdust because it's been so cold doing it in the garage not right. an option uh, with little uh, fourth grader, like I'm freezing. So yeah, so uh, we do a lot with that. My son's also a swimmer and um, we, uh, yeah, we, that, that takes up being a parent is really my part-time fun. So fishing on the Chesapeake with them uh, is another thing that we do. Nice, nice. Can I ask you a Cumberland question? Please. Okay, have you ever been on top of Dan's Rock? Dan's Rock actually was the mountain right behind my home growing up. So many times. Nice. That's yeah. My my dad was just up there the other day. Uh, before all, well, I guess it. What's time now during legislative <laughs> session? I'm like, wait a minute. It was before the snow came in, so we didn't get to see him over Christmas. So I think it, it, he had a warm day there where he he went up uh, on the mountain. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. 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 Time time is warped enough through COVID and through COVID legislative session to that and it's brutal yeah no someone said something to me like uh this was a month of a week for last week and i was like yes, <laughs> yes. it was a month of a week it was <laughs> it was a lot well speaking of last week last week was the first time that we were casting really substantive votes as yeah. members of the legislator this session because we we, we started out you know, kind of easing into things and, and doing a lot of committee work. And uh, was it your very first vote that that you voted to override the veto of the blueprint for Maryland's future? Um, it was amongst uh, some of my first votes, yes. And it was amazing. And um, despite the rules, I may have been one of those people after casting my vote and the roll call was called that broke out in applause. Uh, that was absolutely amazing. It's so important to District 30A. Um, and it it was also important and critical to the woman who held this seat prior um, to my appointment. And that was Delegate Alice Kane. And she worked so hard on it as well. Um, and so it was it was amazing. And I was so thrilled and humbled to be a part of a legislature that puts children first and wants to make sure that we have the most cutting edge, um, regardless of zip code, regardless of where you live, this is a bill that will really add to our knowledge-based economy and make us the leader uh, in the country. And it was amazing and I'm so proud of it. That's great, that's great. Yeah. I, I, I'll tell you, I, I think, 
your district and my district are pretty similar and pretty typical of Maryland that, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's people that make their living off of, uh, you know, high tech jobs and, you know, jobs in the defense industry and, and you know, jobs where an education matters, right? We're not, we're not Montana or Wyoming or Texas. We don't base our economy on energy. We're not Florida or Hawaii. We don't base our economy on tourism. It's, it's education, right? It's innovation. And yeah, it I, is. And is and and those and there were so many other parts of that bill that were critical to uh, to uh, you know parts of my community as well. The wraparound services for schools, mm -hmm. um, that that really you know is something that um, is critical and um, extremely important to me, and especially with the work that I've been doing uh, since my appointment on the ground. Um, so especially the casework. So I'm thrilled about that. That's great. Okay. Yeah. So uh, a little a little background stuff before we get into some of the bills this year. So you used to work for an organization called Emily's List. Mm -hmm. Can you share with us who the heck is Emily and, and why did why is she keeping a list? Who is Emily? Um, so Emily's List, uh, I, I was an employee there. I, I worked there for seven years. I was senior staff and um, it was amazing every day. So Emily's List is an acronym, early money is like yeast, it raises the dough. Mm -hmm. So um, Emily's List is, is really dedicated to, it's a political action committee. It's uh, what was the largest in the country and continues to be a juggernaut um, in American politics. Basic, basically building a progressive America by electing pro-choice Democratic women to office. It was founded in 1985. I had the distinct pleasure of working with uh, Ellen Malcolm, uh, my seven years there, and uh, they, you know, founded in 85, making history ever since. So putting women into office is the sole goal uh, who can make significant contributions to education, health care, uh, voting rights, economic uh, equality. Um, and basically, in the meantime, systematically defined a strategic approach to winning elections everywhere. Um, so founded in 1985, but in 1996, one of the first candidate, two candidates, the Emily's List uh, got behind, was uh, also later in her career known as the Dean of the Senate, Barbara Mikulski, Maryland's own. And um, it was, you know, also another Maryland, Maryland born woman from Baltimore, uh, a woman named uh, Speaker Nancy Pelosi and uh, all of the uh, female uh, Democratic women candidates in the House, the Senate, gubernatorial races, LG races, lieutenant governor races um, from president down to uh, dog catcher. Uh, and county council, we were there. And uh, I, I got to meet the most amazing, inspiring and work with the most amazing, inspiring women throughout the country. Um, and it was amazing. Yeah, it is not Angie's list. I don't know a good con. I mean, I know good contractors. <laughs> I, I know good contractors. I can I can I can put you in touch. Emily's list juggernaut in American political history. And uh, I'm proud to be alum alumna. Well, I'll t so first of all, let's let's take a side trip and just acknowledge the the political brilliance of the D'Alessandro family of Baltimore that elected two mayors and a congressman and, and then the the speaker of the House, Nancy D'Alessandro, now Nancy Pelosi. Uh, right. You know, it's 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 pretty awesome that the two highest ranking Democrats in the House of Representatives are, are, are Marylanders. Right. Nancy Pelosi and Steny Hoyer. 
Um, not shocking. Yeah, not shocking. I not mean, shocking. We, we produce great people. Um, but I, I, you know, I was tongue in cheek and asking about Emily's, Emily's list. I got to tell you, I love Emily's list. Like I, um, my mom, I don't think I've ever told this to you. My mom came up through the feminist movement. That's how I, you know, I was raised in believing in you have to make a difference because of her. Right. Um, so I knew what Emily's list was when I was in like elementary school. There you go. And I'll tell you when I, so when I first got elected, I had the honor of serving with a woman named Sheila Hickson, Woo! who, you know, had been appointed to the House of Delegates in, I think, 1978, mm-hmm. was one of the first women to serve in the House. Um, and the the difference that Emily's List and, and more recently Emerge Maryland and, and organizations like that have made, mm-hmm. astounding, right? We have a, a majority of women in the Democratic Caucus in the House. It's amazing the, the yes. work that you did there. It is... Um... It is, I tell you what, um, tremendous. And the women that I got to work with that were here Maryland-based, Martha McKenna, Karen White, um, and so many others. Uh, it was it was really a humbling experience every day. And um, you really got to learn uh, so much and see history made. Terry Sewell from Alabama, um, Karen Carter in New Orleans. I mean, we could go on and on and on for another episode. Yeah, well, we should do a whole episode about how awesome Emily's <laughs> list is. Um, so let's talk about some of your bills, okay? So you 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 are you are new. Um, you know, it used to be the mantra in Annapolis was that freshmen should be seen and not heard, and that has been blown up as it should be, as it should have been a long time ago. And and you know, it's common now for newer legislators to come in with you know really great legislative agendas and do great work. And you're you're diving right in. Um, one of the bills that, that you've talked to me a lot about because it's in our committee has to do with diapers. So can you talk yeah. a little bit about what your uh, uh, diaper donation tax credit bill does and, and, and what the point of it is? Yeah, so basically um, this started from appointed during um, the stay-at-home order, right, in April, um, immediately went to casework, immediately went to unemployment insurance, everything else that was happening and all of, right. and, and all the little fires everywhere. Um, I spent a lot of my time at food distributions, good distributions um, in the district. And a majority of my time actually at Tyler Heights Elementary, um, Title One School with a with wraparound services, an amazing staff there. And um, this population overnight, COVID, their jobs were gone right? With the state homer. We're talking about the service industry, hospitality, and um, we could dive into the sadness of how the CARES money purposely um, with the last administration purposely was prohibited from certain communities, right? right. Um, so working those lines, the first thing to run out, always diapers, always sanitary hygiene products. Um, and there is no national or statewide welfare program that can currently uh, be used to purchase diapers or other essential hygiene products. And I wasn't going to look at a woman one more time with tears in her eyes and say, we're out. We have no more. I want everybody, too, to remember that at this time, it's May and everyone's panic buying. Do you remember how hard it was to get a roll of toilet paper? Right. And now the diaper cells are gone too. Everything. So yeah. now apply that to a $50 box, $50 box of diapers uh, at Target 
which were all gone. So the ability to panic buy those high dollar things was not there. $50, that's what a couple of families were living on to eat for, for weeks at a time. Yeah. Um, so no, as, as Eminem said uh, in a mile, there is no welfare program that can currently be used to purchase diapers or other essential hygiene products. So um, from that, I decided how can we continue to engage the community, engage um, churches, local folks, my neighborhood, I started running diaper drives. I started reaching out to other organizations, helping them set up diaper drives in order to do this. So I, I looked at other states throughout the country and how they treated diapers. Here in Maryland, we make $7.4 million taxing diapers alone. So what this bill would do is create a tax deduction of $1,000 for donations of either goods or earmarked funds to qualified uh, like 501c3s uh, on the state level. And um, thereby you can give to the you know Maryland Diaper Bank, the Anne Arundel Diaper Bank, pop-up pantries and the like. Um, I'm super happy uh, to be working on this with national, state and local uh, leaders uh, for diaper and feminine and hygiene products, as well as uh, Maryland NARAL and the Maryland Catholic Conference both showed up to uh, endorse. So it was a cornucopia of, of people who care passionately about a lot of things, but this one was, it was great. And I'm hoping viewers at home and those listening, if you know anyone on the revenue subcommittee, don't hesitate to send an email. This important piece of legislation needs to make it out of subcommittee. That's me that's she's talking about me she's trying to put pressure on me i love the bill i gotta tell you i mean look i'm a parent i mean i, I three of three of my four kids are stepkids so i didn't have to go through the whole diapering phase with them but i the panic that sets in a parent when you're low on diapers and don't know where you're going to get diapers from like i i sympathize and you're right like you can't use you can't use food stamps to buy diapers There's, there's no program out there. Wick, right? snap, nothing. Also, and we have studies that prove that the amount of diapers in Connecticut, the amount of diapers donated to the Connecticut Diaper Bank reduced children in the emergency room by a by 33, you know, by a third okay. because of infections due to diaper rash. Right. Um, we also know that it reduces children in emergency rooms with urinary tract infections and kidney infections because if there's only three diapers left, you might, what do you do? Do you let your child sit a little bit longer, a little bit right. longer? Right. Right. No. No, and COVID I mean, has exacerbated all of this. This was this 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 was here before and it's exacerbated. So, yeah. No. I, yeah, absolutely. It, it's it's always been a problem. You're addressing right. something that's always been a problem. But like so many things with COVID. So many things. It's brought things into the light that that that's I think right. many people just weren't paying attention to. I'm glad you took on that bill. That's a great bill. Thank you. So Thank you. we need to get rid of the sales tax on diapers. That's stupid. Yes, uh, but while I was swinging for the fences on a few things <laughs> during an economic situation, it was important to get something across the finish line, right? Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Mill millions are harder than 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 tens of thousands. That's that's fair. Yes, yes. My fiscal note came in much smaller. All right. So another bill you're working on um, is one of those you know classic Annapolis bills that people in the the wider world do not know or frankly care that much about, but actually matters. Um, and, and that's a bill that has to do with what's, what's called the state's tax incidence survey. Um, so what is that and why are you trying to expand it? Okay, so uh, this is the time where you wanna take another swig of your latte at home. 
all your coffee. <laughs> Nobody leave oh, no. us. It's, no. it's like 6, 20 p.m. People aren't drinking lattes anymore. They, they, uh, this what The night is young. There's still a lot of constituent emails to return. I don't know what you're talking about. This is when I start making a pot of coffee. Um, so in 2007, the Bureau of Revenue Estimates uh, in the Comptroller's Office issued a tax incident study. And um, it comes out every three years. The purpose of the study is to get a better understanding of of how Maryland's tax code distributes the tax burden. Um, and the most recent reports have only looked at two taxes, sales and personal income. And HB 712 uh, would codify the taxes that must be included, uh, studying adding motor fuel taxes, tolls, real property, individual income tax, sales and use tax. So it would expand the study. And truth of the matter is that since 2007, you, no one will be uh, shocked, we have access to a lot more data. There's data out there. But in order to put that data into the report and make a better report, having transparency in government, frankly, and we really know then where the tax burden lies, we need to say, hey, let's take all of this data that we already have and put it into the report to make a better report. Um, I don't think you'd you know, ride around on the same car tires from 2007 if it was 2021, right? So it's time to kick the tires on the report and add a few things, maybe a little, a little upgrade with things that we already have and isn't going to take a hit to the budget in any significant way at all. I, well, so again, as an aside, I will just say I'm the cheapest man alive. So I may, in fact, oh. on 2007 tires, just <laughs> don't drive near me on Route 50. But right. So, I mean, what you're saying is, you know, we don't we don't necessarily know if we're taxing poor people for more uh, like a higher percentage of their income than we're taxing rich people because we're not doing the whole study right now. Let's find out. Let's just find that out. Right. That would be good to know. <laughs> that would be good. Yes. Well, I, I, I love the work you're doing coming in, you know, I, I mean, appointed in May, brand new. I will tell you, I my first session of legislature, I think I introduced three bills and, and one of them was a bill about allow, like pushing schools to do better in, in making school gardens available as an educational tool. And I mocked about that relentlessly for like my first four years in the legislature. So I'm glad that you are introducing bills that are just good bills and that you will not get mocked for them. That is a good thing. <laughs> well, um, I think gardens are good too. So, but I, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> I'm still a big fan of gardens, but Sheila Hickson, who I mentioned before, you know, the, the present she gave me my freshman year was a, a kid's gardening set. In <laughs> well, well, I'm good on diapers. Actually, I would like those diapers because I got a place right down the street. I'd like to drop them off. So if that's my freshman present, I'd take it. <laughs> <laughs> I might just do that now. Yeah, I, I yeah. might just do that. Okay. So we, we're getting into the, the final few questions, which are, which are, are, are more fun. So uh, uh, we do a couple true or false questions every week. True or false, you knew Delegate Ben Barnes and Senator Craig Zucker when they were uh, knee-high to a grasshopper. True, and a few others too. Uh, yeah, um, so we, also had, we also had a brilliant friend. She was so brilliant. Her name was Ann Kaiser. Uh. <laughs> yeah, Ann's always been brilliant. Um, Antonio Hayes. Mm -hmm. Calvin Ball. Yeah, there was there was a huge uh, section. Calvin Ball, County Executive of Howard County. That's right. That's right. Also, uh, my intern when I worked for Congressman Ben Cardin on Capitol Hill as the intern supervisor. Um, 
Gaithersburg, Ryan Spiegel. Um, I have some former president of the Maryland Municipal League. Municipal League. That's right. That's right. But no, I have some photos. Craig Zucker has been a, a, a great friend of mine. Um, and let me tell you something about Craig Zucker from 20 years ago. He was that pure of heart, hilarious, nicest guy in the world, then and always. Um, just the nicest guy in the world. Uh, ben Barnes, I went for a fundraiser in December. I was looking around for old photos because so many of these folks were, were, were coming. And I definitely found some great old photos of Ben Barnes. Um, I think that at that point, it, it, pretty baby face. Pretty baby face. We're going to have to pull those out. Um, I mean, ben Barnes still has a baby face. Really does. I don't <laughs> think he's aged. I don't know if he has a no, special no. chamber he sleeps in. Like, amazing. He's a time lord. He's got like a, an elixir of life that keeps him. I think, yeah, he's like, yeah. Remarkable. No, yeah. Uh, a really good group of, of folks. And um, now they're, you know, when you meet people in your life and you know, even at a young age, uh, their passion for helping people, their passion for policy and um, how much they love their state and how much they, they want to somehow marry those people, those two things together. Mm -hmm. Not surprised at all that these folks are doing the things that they are in the Maryland General Assembly. Not surprised at all. Well, that, that was just a, you, you are a very nice person and <laughs> And totally right. Like these are all really good people that are doing amazing. So it doesn't surprise me that you were one of that cohort at all. All right. Uh, next true or false question. So uh, Liam is an awesome name. True or false? Absolutely true. Absolutely true. Absolutely true. When, especially if you're from a large Irish Catholic family and you marry someone who's a hundred percent Cajun French with that Frenchy last name and your son's going to be no one's ever going to say his last name right. You got to double down on that uh, Irish little boy's name. <laughs> so, uh, so you're 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 you have a child named Liam. I have a child named Liam. We are we are Liam buddies because of that. We are we are we are. What grade is your buddy? What is is your Liam buddy in? He he is in third grade, and also he uh, we refer to him in the family as the leprechaun because he is uh, a ginger, bright red hair, and cheerful, and like makes friends with literally everybody he meets. It's the name. It's the name. My guy is uh, blonde, blue eyed, and um, could literally be best friends with a person ten seconds after he meets him. It's the name. It's I, uh, it's an amazing skill. I wish I I guess Eric is an introvert name because it was never that easy for me, but I, 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 I love that. I think you got over it. I think you're doing all right. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, that's, it's taken some practice, but okay. okay. So final question, and this is a two-parter. Okay. Um, what is your favorite place within the geographical boundaries of Maryland? Could be any type of place. And then the second part, yeah, see, you're making a face like this is a hard question. There's it's, so many great places. You know, I know. I love putting people on the spot with this question. So the second question is, what is your favorite Maryland food? And I should say, that is any food served within the geographical boundaries of Maryland. It doesn't have to be Maryland specific. So you don't have to say crab cakes. All right. Well, I am, I love food. I'm a huge foodie um, and often uh, teased by friends because a, a question I, I routinely ask is, what are we going to eat next? So, and because I worked uh, for Maryland, for Maryland legislators, as well as that whole Irish Catholic thing, I got cousins and aunts and uncles and everything all over the place. I could give you um, 
I could give you my favorite restaurant almost in every legislative district. I mean, Dietrich's uh, in Allegheny County uh, mm -hmm. to Atman's Deli in Baltimore City, Lenny's Deli up uh, in Legislative District 11, uh, potato, potato Kanish from there. Um, so you're a big deli person. Well, I'm an everything person, but okay. the best food can only be found in Annapolis. Uh, and <laughs> let's see, uh, I cannot pick a favorite food. I would have to put together a all day menu. So like pancakes from, Br from Grump's Cafe, maybe then a BLT from Bread and Butter. Um, Crab tots from like, they, they got a, a great crabby, cheesy, delicious thing in Davis's pub. But then it, you get the cream of crab over at uh, Dark Horse. And uh, dinner, I could, you could blindfold me, spin me three times, and I could throw a dart, anything at VIN 909. Um, but Boatyard crab cake is really good. So I will not get one answer. I refuse to. And um, we everybody who's listening to this, you're making their mouths water and they're like <laughs> to get in a car and go to Annapolis and go to all these places. You have to go. And I did a whole thing all through December uh, as we were all trying to stay safe and stay home. I did hashtag delegate Dana dines out and mm. just popped up all over. Uh, also, the chicken roots, the milkshakes. Um, I mean, chicken roots is a classic. That's just a classic. Joss sushi. Anyway, so um, so I would say, uh, yeah, Delegate Dana dines out. I went all over the place, and uh, it was I was worried about buttoning some suits up for <laughs> for session. After that, we went we went a lot of places and got a lot of takeout. You said you did that on your on your Facebook and Twitter. That is true. That okay. is true. So if you're listening to this, go to Dana's Facebook and Twitter and and check out those places because yeah. it's legitimately like. There are great restaurants in Maryland. Annapolis is one of the best food scenes in the state. It it's is amazing. Yeah. 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 Okay. Favorite Maryland place. Favorite Maryland place. Um, anywhere with my boys. Um, That's a good answer. Anywhere with my boys. Uh, I'm going to go with Tolly Point on the Chesapeake Bay floating um watching my husband and my little boy uh catch fish at Lake Ogleton which is right here in the neighborhood also uh which opens up to the Chesapeake Bay we crab we fish uh and do a lot of fun stuff like uh there uh quiet waters is is nice but um but yeah I think watching <laughs> watching them uh fish at Tolly Point and uh Lake Ogleton would be it well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. You you have to go and watch people fish yeah. uh, in District 30A and okay. to uh, try every restaurant in Annapolis. Yeah. There are so many fantastic ones. Um, and you have to make sure you follow Delegate Dana Jones, who's uh, already off to a great start doing fantastic work in the Maryland House of Delegates. Dana, thank you so much for-, for Oh, thank you. Thank you. This was a lot of fun. This was a lot of fun. Next time, I'll bring uh, those 20-year-old photos of our colleagues. Excellent. I'm, <laughs> we're going to do a special episode just for that. <laughs> well, thanks again, and, uh, and have a wonderful night. All right. You too. Thanks so much.